Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burt, your host, joined by uh, Jerry Hamilton. This is the Grading the Horn segment brought to you by the Rodman Firm. Uh, Jerry, I, I tell you what, uh, the Longhorns 5-0, and oh, uh, these grades are going to be, I would say, pretty high on offense. The Longhorns <laughs> set a school record in conference play, gaining 661 yards uh, yesterday against the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, let's just get right into it and start with quarterback. I thought Quinn Ewers came out playing very, very strong. Yeah, no doubt. And I, look, his intermediate game is, is among the best in college football, right, at that position. And uh, he was on point in the intermediate game yesterday. Um, and and let's, let's look at it this way, too, Bobby. I mean, what, he had 325 yards passing, and JT Sanders didn't play over half the game. So I mean that where would where would that passing game have been yesterday with JT Sanders uh, in the second half, right? When things really started opening up with that run game. I mean, so the the day he had yesterday, the accuracy, uh, the plays with his legs, he's starting to make, which does it, it, look. You don't have to game plan for it, but it does at least give a defensive coordinator a reason to say, okay, we gotta talk about it, right? I mean, so it's another thing a D coordinator has to talk about. So I thought his play. Yesterday was tremendous. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into some of it, but some, you know, people are talking about maybe the red zone throws, but you made a good point off air. You know, a couple of those were there's a bat, there's a rough sun at the angle Texas was throwing at, and those receivers are not going to see that football until it's too late to react to it. Yeah, I I'm look, my point on on this with Quinn is he came out and you know, a lot of times Steve Sarkeesian focuses early on Xavier Worthy to get his biggest playmaker the ball early. Quinn, they switched that up yesterday. Uh, Quinn went to A.D. Mitchell, the first three throws, uh, and it looked like it was prioritized that way, right, yeah. to get the game going and getting getting the Longhorns going fast. It worked, but he didn't come away from A.D. Mitchell later in the game, right? He stuck with it, um, and if there was – there were several um, critiques about Quinn last season. One of them, he honed in on too much on one receiver, Xavier Worthy. Yeah, he show he is showing right now improvement week over week, Jerry. This is what we talked about was so important uh, for him. Uh, not only did did he do that, he continues to make plays with his legs at times. Uh, the first touchdown obviously was a run by him. Uh, even the second touchdown was set up by him connect, by him uh, converting a third and nine with his legs. Um, and so I I look at this Jerry as a way of we're seeing a guy start to grow into the position. He's still not perfect. Uh, he did throw the interception right before half that that was tough because that probably took points off the board. We'll get into special teams later. That's a different story. <laughs> maybe but, three points off the board. Uh, yeah, maybe three points on the board, yeah. But I look at it, 25 of 35 for 325. Yep. Okay. Functional runner, did not take big sacks. Yep. Managed the team well. I, I felt like overall this was an A, A-minus effort for sure, for Quinn, from Quinn Ewers. Yeah, I'm going with the A. I mean, look, the inter interceptions are going to happen. He's a quarterback. He had thrown how many how many passes he attempted this year. He has one interception. It's going to happen, especially when a little blitzer comes in your face or somebody comes free in your face, throwing off the timing of routes. That's Sometimes you tip your hat to the defense. They force the guy to make a tough throw, um, one he would like to have back, but that's the position. Um, but I say A, solid A for his performance uh, yesterday because, again, Everybody was talking about how good the Kansas defense was going into the game. Now, you, even though they only played the 95th ranked schedule, 
We can't now say, well, that Kansas defense wasn't that good. No, Quinn's had two really good performances in a row. And that's something else we need to say. We grade game the game, but this is two A performances in a row headed into the Cotton Bowl next week. Uh, and he had an A performance against Alabama as well. Yes. So, uh, look, he's starting to – people, where's the hype? What's a, after the Rice game, even after Wyoming? Why is he so hyped up? What What's going on? We're starting to see – you know, if you're a Texas fan – there is no better news this season than the fact that Quinn Ewers is starting to become the quarterback you think he can become. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I say that will uh, – we talk about the defense is the floor of the football team. Like, they're not going to go below this because their defense is so good. The ceiling remains at the quarterback position. And right now, it's trending the right way for the Longhorns. No doubt. I mean, and, and let's put this in perspective. He just – he's barely started more than a full season of college football. I think it was his 14th start now. Of his career. So missing those four games last year, three games last year to injury, that was big in that development part for him. So he is just now a quarter of the way through a second season of college football, even though Texas is five games in, actually. So he is just starting to mature as a quarterback on the field in college football. Love it. I, I think it's nothing better for, for the Longhorns than that right now. All right, uh, before we get going further into the running backs and the rest of the offense, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, this episode of On Texas Football is brought to you by the Rodman Firm, Tom uh, Tim Rodman uh, over at the Rodman Firm. He and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas. Uh, anywhere in the state, Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships uh, with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. That's rodmanfirm.com. All right, running backs, I mean, what do you say about a guy that rushes for 216, has a backup that makes a one-handed catch and picks up in pass pro? Yeah. I mean, look, A-plus, Jonathan Brooks, I mean, give me a break. A-plus for me. I mean, they combined the rush for 287. They had 39 receiving. Um, like you said, said Baxter had a big – actually, one of those plays you don't talk about in pass pro, right? Um, yeah, I, I, Jaden Blue came in late, made a couple of plays, even, you know, Kansas defense was tired. Um, you know, the only the only thing you can nick him on was uh, really Keelan Robinson was running down the sideline when he was supposed to stop that route and caused an incompletion for Quinn, and Quinn kind of reacted that way. But well, that that's nitpicking in a game like this. A-plus all the way around. Um, I thought the biggest thing yesterday, Bobby, was what I really like about Brooks and Baxter is they run with patience, both of them. And said Baxter's still going to work on patient to forward movement a little better, hitting it a little bit. He's a freshman running back. But both those guys running with patience is really good because they're letting a growing up a offensive line who's establishing themselves really continue to establish themselves more in the run game. And patient running backs are very key in that. Yeah, especially with the big offensive line. That's I, right. I, I would say if I had a critique of Cedric Baxter right now, he's running a little too horizontal at times once yeah. he breaks the line of scrimmage. He's looking for the home run ball maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but he is physical. He's running hard. He's taking a lot of carries. I mean, what what did he have? Fifteen for sixty-seven. Yeah, sixteen yesterday. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. So I mean, he's getting he's getting reps. He's getting acclimated. Uh, but Jonathan Brooks, Jerry, has been a revelation. The thing that he is doing, and, and Steve Sarkeesian mentioned this, that that not necessarily even Bijan did downfield. Sometimes Bijan made people miss at the line of scrimmage. 
he didn't necessarily make the safety miss all the time. Yeah. Jonathan Brooks is making the safety miss. And when you make the safety miss, there ain't nobody behind him. Right. <laughs> so so they they're 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 automatically in trail position. Just a tremendous, tremendous game from the for the sophomore slash junior from Hallettsville. Hey, one of the things we talked about before the season starting to really come to fruition, we said, all right, loss of Bijan and Roshan, that's really difficult for this offense. But what's going to make this season easier on the running backs coming in, which was Jonathan Brooks, Cedric Baxter, we didn't know Savion Red's status at the time, was there's more weapons on the field. And the more weapons there are on, on the field, the lighter boxes you get to run against if you get those weapons on the perimeter established. And I think we've seen these weapons now get established. Anytime somebody's doubling Xavier Worthy, that's really good news for Jonathan Brooks, right? I mean, that's just the reality. Anytime Jatavion Sanders is running down the field wide open, that's good news for Jonathan Brooks. I mean, so you're starting to see this. It's a great position for the Texas backs to be in. Because this team this year has too many weapons on the perimeter, wide receiver, tight end, for teams to just say, we absolutely have to take away their run. And so if you're a patient runner with good vision, you're going to have opportunities with this team. And part of that, I'm, I'm going to go to the next group now, wide receivers. Yep. Maybe their most complete game at Texas. Um, no drops, uh, ample blocking. Uh, A.D. Mitchell's turning out to be a guy. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Worthy is still that guy. Yeah. I mean, wide receiver, Jonte Cook showed up, uh, yep. made a nice catch. Uh, a plus for wide receivers for me. I know that's going to be, that's a somewhat surprising grade for me. I didn't even think about that going into this game, uh, but they were really good. Uh, they were they really, really it, good. They didn't do it against the bad secondary either. Now, this is arguably the best secondary Texas will see in the Big 12 this year. I mean, Kobe Bryant's a really good player. Kenny Logan, really good player. O.J. Burrow's really good player. O.J. Burrow's, I think, had 13 tackles in the game. Um, so you had like Jalen Cattle on healthy game, you know? I mean, so so to put up 17 for 234, uh, Mitchell and Worthy, is, is that's a huge number against Kansas. Uh, then you add Jontae Cook. Look, the more he starts to play now, <clears throat> the more you had to add another guy with legitimate vertical speed to the field. So when we talked about the ceiling for this Texas team, um, you're just now starting to see John Tate Cook get comfortable in college football. But what he does, there's a difference between him and Whittington. Whittington's Mr. Dependable is, uh, I thought Greg McElroy said it really well yesterday during the telecast. John Tate Cook's a big playmaker. And so if you can get in the situation now where you can start sneaking him in more, and I say sneaking him in because that's what you want to do, you have John Tate Cook, out there with A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy and a healthy Jatavion Sanders. Man, you want to talk about putting pressure on a defensive coordinator. There it is. Yeah, they're they're, they're with an improving quarterback. Yeah. Add all of that together. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, folks, if you want to comment on the grades we give, please do so in the comment section. Uh, yeah. Jerry and I will reply every so often uh, <laughs> as well there and, and join us because we know not everybody agrees with everything we say. We don't expect you to. Uh, but this is just our opinion. All right, uh, you're watching uh, On Texas Football, grading the horns, uh, brought to you by the Rodman Firm. Uh, Jerry, tight end, we talked before we went on air here a little bit about this, and we debated whether or not it should be an incomplete because uh, JT Sanders went out on the second possession of the game, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, but we ended up giving them a B plus. Yeah. A uh, couple of reasons for that. One, they overcame uh, the loss of JT Sanders to yeah. still be a factor in the run game. 
Yes. Uh, Gunner Helm. Uh, but you know what? The one that I wanted to mention in this run game was actually Malik Ogbo. Steve Sarkeesian made it a point in the postgame presser to mention Ogbo. Yeah. And I think, look, he's, he, he is just, you mentioned a couple weeks ago, he's just got such good length, right? He's got the best feet of any offensive lineman, despite wearing number 80. Um, but it, he's got feet and length. And when you have quick feet and length, and I'll tell you the biggest credit I can give Malik Ogbo was coming out of um, uh, Todd Beamer High School over up in Washington. People always said, how physical is he? Is he going to be physical enough? He's developed there. So give Sark, Sark, Kyle Flood, and those guys credit. Because that was the one thing – I even talked to college coaches, Bobby. They wondered, is this guy going to be physical enough? Because he wasn't the most physical guy on tape. He's developed his physicality at Texas in pretty quick – in short order, right? He is bringing a lot to this run game because it's truly like having three offensive tackles on the field right now in the run game. And that I is this, with. I mentioned this in the post game with Rod Babers too. Gunnar Helm is a better blocker than JT Sanders. Right. Okay? It just is. He's got longer arms, squares up a little bit better. J JT's got other things he's dealing with. Uh, but when you do lose JT Sanders, you lose some of that fear that you right. may strike in opponents about what no, they do. No. All right. Offensive line, all of this other stuff, you know, that's window dressing. Yeah. The guys up front, uh, they moved the line of scrimmage forward yeah. on Saturday. I think that uh, this may have been perhaps their best overall performance with perhaps the exception of Alabama. I gave them, I gave these guys an, an A up front. Yeah, A up front. And people are going to say, well, Quinn had a couple sacks, but here's the one thing I want to point out. Uh, Texas is going to give up sacks. Anytime you have a passing game, which is more stretches the field vertically, longer developing routes, and Sark's even talking about having time to develop some of those routes. Um, you're going to give up some sacks. I mean, the key is not make, giving them up on first down where you're sitting there at second 24, right? I mean, that's the key. So the Texas offensive line, I think, is doing their job. If people look at sacks, say, oh, they gave up two sacks. It's not going to be perfect. Texas attempted 35 passes. Those are longer developing plays in Sark's ideal world to really stress that defense. So you're going to give up a couple of sacks. Um, and look, Kansas, uh, it, it's twofold for me. Kansas' defensive front is improved from a year ago. But walking away from that game, Lipo and those guys are saying, how improved are we? Because we didn't do what we thought we could against Texas this year. And Lipo pretty much just said Texas is really good in this press conference. I think that's all you could say. But I think in the run game, uh, this Texas offensive line, and I, I, I'm going to single out DJ Campbell here because I think what he's bringing Bobby is so important. When Casey Stuttered was at Texas, he wasn't the most talented guy. Now, DJ Campbell's a lot more physically gifted, NFL gifted than Casey Stuttered, but Casey Studdard wasn't the most talented player on that line. But what he brought to the interior offensive line with toughness, grit, just waking up, chewing nails, you name it, not letting anybody with his quarterback, you're seeing that stuff out of DJ Campbell. And I think that's so important on the interior of the offensive line, his toughness, um, just his physicality, his wanting to bury everybody every play is big for Texas in the run game. Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm tickled with where the Texas run game is right now with what with the whole offense. I yeah. mean, they put up 661 yards. I gave the offense our overall grade there, Jerry. I gave them an A plus. I mean, got they set a conference a, a, a Texas conference record. Yeah, uh, on Saturday against the Jayhawks. Period. Yeah. 
period. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a, it's A plus, and uh, the only thing you can't give him a perfect grade on is there was an interception. Uh, JT Sanders goes out, but I mean, it's an A plus grade. Yeah, I, I will say this: and four field goal attempts. Yeah, in, instead of red zone, yeah. the red zone was, it was a, was a, a, a bugaboo that Steve Sarkeesian addressed a little bit in the post game presser, saying that he realized, you know, in the first half that maybe he got a little too cute down there. Uh, but so four field goal attempts is not great, yet they still scored 40 points. And Jerry, of that 40 points, I want to be clear about this. There was only one short field. Right. So it wasn't like Texas was dealing with short fields all day and ro rolling up points. Overall, I give the offense uh, an A+. plus. All right, we're going to go do defense now. But before we do, I need to say thank you again to our sponsor and want to. Uh, this episode of On Texas Football is brought to you by the Rodman Firm, uh, PLLC, Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout Texas. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit him at rodmanfirm.com if you need a free consultation about what's going on and what you need to do uh, with a business matter. That's Tim Rodman. We appreciate him. Jerry, the defense looked shaky out of the gate. I don't think there's any two ways to put it. Yeah. Couldn't defend the edge uh, with what they were doing and, and went into. I think a little bit of that, and we're going to start with defense line, a little bit of that uh, came from the fact that Jalen Daniels is a different quarterback than Jason Dean. I uh, Jason yeah. Dean. Jalen Daniels, while a good runner and a functional runner, it's not necessarily this great option guy. He's more of a we bob and weave type of runner. Yeah. Whereas Jason Bean just hits the edge and is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah. I mean, he's and, Usain Bolt. He's 10-4-5 in the 100 right in high school. Yeah, exactly. And so my point to you is this. Texas's plan was clear. They were going to bring down the safety and try to meet Jalen Daniels in the hole on the option. Jason Bean wouldn't let you do that because he was already gone. Right. And so you saw right off the bat, Jaron Thompson just looked like, what just happened? What just blew by me? <laughs> right? On the on the touchdown run. Yeah. Um, that, it, that was a fumble slash run. Um, uh, that – Overall was interesting, but I think we need to start at the defensive line. I don't know, other than setting the edge, I don't know that Texas also changed the line of scrimmage Not with either. their defensive front. And we were perhaps expecting that, but I think those edge runs may have kept them on their heels just a bit. I, I think so, um, I, I, for sure. I expected more Texas feet 
to be on the other side of the Kansas line of scrimmage. It, it kind of looked like the first quarter against Bama when Bama had success running the football, right? Yeah. And things had to change. Um, but, you know, it's, what's interesting is Kansas has had two big runs on option plays. Other than that, they didn't really do anything running the football, right? So while Texas didn't make – the D-line didn't make the wild plays. Baron Sorrell was very good, by the way. Um, but they didn't make the wild plays behind the line of scrimmage. I think the t- team had three tackles for loss, period. Now, Kansas only ran 46 plays, but Texas had seven tackles for loss against Baylor in the first quarter last year, uh, last week, I believe, uh, six or seven. So they didn't play on Kansas's line of scrimmage, but I'm guessing on film study today, they did their job. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I Look, I, I feel like the, the other thing that happened was Ethan Burke playing out in space was yeah. not, not going to be good enough. And, and Pete Kwiatkowski made a tactical move to go from three down linemen and an edge to four down linemen. And he ran either either a true 4-3 or a 4-2-5. And after that, the option wasn't a huge focal point of the KU offense because they knew they would be running right into it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, all right, so what did you give them as a grade on, on the defensive line, Jerry? Um, You know, no sacks in that game, right? I mean, three tackles for loss. Jalen Ford had one of those, I believe. Uh, Jade Barron had one of those. Michael Taft was the other one that had one of those. Now, that play was made by Barron Sorrell, to be fair, but no tackles for loss for the Texas D-line yesterday. So you can't give them really an A for that. I would guess I would go a solid B to B-plus for the D-line. I think they did their job well without really get, putting Kansas in some difficult situations. Uh, now, when Dre Bledsoe came in, when that Kansas offensive line started getting tired late in the third, even though they'd only run 32 snaps, you Jeray Bledsoe was shot out of a cannon, right? But I think that's what he comes in to do. Uh, so I would say B to B plus, Bobby. Yeah, I gave him a B plus because after those, after they figured out the the run game, uh, I think Jerry they really were able to, to come on. All right, linebackers a different story. Yeah, uh, I I thought maybe this is their worst game of the year thus far. Uh, both Anthony Hill and David Benda at times looked almost lost against the option. Um, and you cannot, that's the one thing you cannot be right. against the option. You have to be assignment sound. Uh, Benda in particular, uh, Hill got they targeted him. They targeted him in the first quarter. They, they absolutely targeted David Benda and Ethan yeah. Burke, that combo uh, out of the gate and were successful. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I thought Jalen Ford had a really good game though, right? I mean, Again, seven tackles, tackles for, tackle for loss. Uh, I thought Jalen Ford played a very good game, but agree. Um, Texas attacked those outside. I mean, Kansas attacked those outside backers, especially been the early in the option game. Um, they wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, it's it's instincts over athleticism playing the option. Um, so I, I thought, I thought I, I agree. I, I mean, I'm going B minus at linebacker, B minus to B. Uh, for linebackers. I mean, again, Jalen Ford had a really good game, as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, I thought the KU running back Daniel Highshaw was really good. Tough. He saw some missed tackles in the hole. Yeah. Some two-yard gains that ended up being five-yard gains because he was he was actually better than I expected. I knew he was a powerful runner. I didn't know he had the shiftiness uh, to him. And that, that may have uh, adjusted those linebacker yeah. grades down just a bit for me. Too. One thing people will never say about Dylan Highshaw is his feet stop on contact. They don't stop well, yeah. on contact. <laughs> That's the one thing that, uh, that's one thing people will never say about him. DBs. Let's go there, Jerry. Uh frankly, uh Ryan Watts uh 
went out with injury. Yeah. So we saw increased time uh, from Malik Muhammad. Uh, we saw uh, Texas not really give up much other than the go route, the, the, the post uh, over the middle that Keaton Crawford just got flat-footed on and got beat by a good 10. I mean, he wasn't barely beat. He was beat by a good 10 yards. Uh, just not seeing the game right now uh, for the for the uh, junior from uh, Tyler. You know, I, I think it's a mixed bag with this defensive backfield because, look, they exposed Jaron Thompson in the run game some, uh, Keaton Crawford in the pass game. Uh, yet, I thought Terrence Brooks played well. He had a good pass breakup. Yeah. Uh, I thought that Jalen Catalan looks – I mean, his play on third and one that set up the fourth and one oh, yeah. was, you know, only guys that really see the game can make those kinds of plays. And he saw it and shot the gap. It is a mixed bag right now for me in the Texas secondary. Um, and I say that with all due respect to a, a group that is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like they're giving up a big play. Um, they the 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 long run by Jason Bean, Jaron Thompson just totally whiffed on the tackle at the line of line of scrimmage, didn't know which way to go and was surprised by the speed. I, I don't know. I don't know where I I went with a B minus for the DBs. Yeah. Uh, even though again the amount of yards that that Kansas passed for was not overwhelming, it's just I don't necessarily think that the secondary right now is playing up to snuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go B. I think the corners play the corners have played very well. Um, I think the safeties are very attackable outside of catalog. Um. Keaton Crawford, just a you know, really good athlete, but he doesn't have safety eyes. I mean, he just does not have the eyes of a safety. Um, and if uh, look, I mean, if he's going to play that much, they, Texas is going to have to have improvement there, um, especially some, against OU that likes to go vertical. At some point this year, that's going to become an issue um, because if you don't get pass rush initially early and really get that quarterback off schedule, if he has time to hunt those safeties then uh, teams can make big plays against Texas right now. Um, and, and, I, I went with a B minus. You went with a B. Yeah. yeah. That, that's fair because I, th I do think the corners play well. Uh, all right. Defense overall. Hey, look, we're talking about all this, and they virtually shut Kansas down the entire second half. Right. Um, that being said, you have to look at it within the context of playing a backup quarterback. Yes. Uh, they were a little shell-shocked early. They can't afford – Look, look, Texas can't afford to be caught off guard like this when they go yeah. against Oklahoma. Yeah. They can't allow 25-yard gains and big runs and big passes uh, when you're playing a better team. I give the defense overall a B. Uh, I thought they played well, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm grading too hard. I, maybe I am. I don't know. No, they, I don't, they, did I don't, keep, they did keep KU 0 of 8 on third downs, Jerry, uh, yeah, well, you know, the in the context of the quarterback. That's the biggest stat to come out of the game is 0 for 8, right? Kansas was 61% on third downs, I think, led the country coming into that game. They were 0 for 8 in the game against Texas. Um, but I'll say this. Look, for the defense, they gave up 5.7 yards per play. The key was Texas possessed the ball and had 86 snaps. And the defense was only on the field for 46 plays and 33 of those plays late in the third quarter. But, you know, look, Kansas averaged 5.7 yards a play. So if Kansas had the ball more, if Kansas's defense could have ever got off the field, even though they're playing without the Big 12 Player of the Year preseason, they were averaging 5.7 per play for the game. 
And now three of those were huge chunk plays. The two option plays, the one they scored on the fumble, and then the 58-yard post route for a touchdown, to be fair. But if you have the ball more, you're going to make another big play. You're going to put seven more points on the board. If they had had 60 snaps, if they'd had 48 snaps through three quarters instead of 33, they probably have seven more points on the board because they were make they were making going to make a chunk play again if they had an opportunities. What did you go for a grade for the defense? Um, I would say uh, Jalen Daniels didn't play. They didn't play behind Kansas line of scrimmage, but they I think they did their job. I'll say I'll say B plus. Okay, I went with a B B plus. I can I, I'm fine with that. Um, didn't make enough big negative plays other than the one turnover. Uh, that was another one they usually have a little and bit. And by more. the way, that turnover wasn't the Texas defense. That turnover was quarterback running back. Bean tried to pull that ball too late. Yeah, that yeah. was no, the defense play, right? I agree. Yeah. Now, I think we're going to both agree on special teams. Yeah. Uh, I came really close to giving them a failing grade. Same. Um, look, they didn't punt. Texas didn't punt. Right. So you can't really grade them on punting. Uh, so you look at that. So then you have kick coverage, punt return, and uh, and uh, the special. And then you actually have Bert Auburn and kick in the field goal kicking. Well, punt cover or kick coverage was outstanding. Oh. When Will Stone didn't, when Will Stone didn't kick it out of the end zone, the ball didn't make it to the twenty-five. Right. So uh, you saw Trey Weisner. I think uh, who was the other one that made the Jaden Blue made a big hit yeah. on special teams as well. Leonga LaFowl made a tackle. Kick coverage, great. It's been great all year. I think that's going to be terrific for the Horns moving forward. We we really believe that. The next piece of it, um, punt return. Xavier Worthy didn't fumble, but no returns. Let a couple balls bounce that I thought he could have made up and got. I would just give him an incomplete grade on that. Yeah, incomplete. But, you know. Kansas, Kansas, I think, directionally punted to try to make him force a decision out of him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm going to add this next one, though, field goal kicking. This can't happen. Uh, Burt Auburn, uh, two of four, uh, he had an opportunity to put Texas up by two scores twice and didn't do it. Yeah. That's not okay. No. Um, and so, the you know, I don't know what Burt Auburn needs to do to get right between now and next week and uh, going forward for the rest of the season, or if we're going to have a field goal kicking uh, little uh, trial. Here what, because what, I, I mean, you just can't. Bert Auburn, something has happened in the last five weeks where we've seen a little gradual decline in his focus or his ability. And I know you're going to say, well, a snap was high and all of this other stuff. But I'm going to say this there were that flub against Baylor wasn't a mistake, that was on him. Yeah. And so this is two games in a row now where I'm not so sure about it. He also missed one against Alabama. Yeah, I, I think uh, I am going to mention the snaps because they weren't accurate. Good good on Sambor for being a good holder, by the way, because he had the just high-low. Um, but still, you're missing field goals. But the thing about that is, too, is if you already have a kicker that's a little shaky and your snaps are a little high, a little low now, that's really in a bad spot to be because he's. if there's any hesitation for a guy that has lost a little bit of confidence – uh, that goes really bad. And, of course, 47 and 50 yarders were the two missed. But still, they weren't perfect snaps. Uh, but still, he's going to have to make a kick that counts at some point this year. He's going to be asked to do it. And maybe this weekend. We'll see. Uh, but there's going to be a kick that's going to count for Texas to remain undefeated or 
win the Big 12 championship or get to a college football playoff because those are all the things in front of them right now. Uh, I, I don't know about a competition necessarily. Um, that would be tougher. Will Stone hadn't done it in the game um, right now. Yeah, you're not going to walk him out there most likely against OU. In the no, no. Now, during the off week, do you have a competition to push Burt Auburn a little bit after OU headed in the U of H? Do you set up a little bit a competition push? Here's the other thing. Look with these kids, and they are kids. Bert's now an NIL guy. But you have to stay focused, completely focused on your gig and be able to handle everything that comes with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to do it. I, I, gave the t- I gave the special teams a D minus. D minus, same. D is in David minus. <laughs> uh, I came really close to an F at one same. point in the third quarter. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that much. All right, hey, Jerry, thanks for this. I also want to say thank you again to our, our uh, sponsor, uh, Tim Rodman at the Rodman Firm. Uh, we appreciate him. Also want to make sure you guys understand that we have a special going on uh, right now on Texas or at Inside Texas. Promo code OTFIT23. Right now, $1 for two months for all the Longhorn news and information you can muster. Uh, I tell you what, uh, a lot of stuff going on right now on Inside Texas. Give us a try. OTFIT23. Uh, 23. Jerry, overall, I give the team an A. Uh, You know, we can talk about it all we want, but the offense picked it up for the defense. The defense held strong after they made the adjustments. A good resounding team win 40 to 16 or 40 to 14, excuse me, over uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. All you can do is play what the game that's in front of you, right? I mean, Jalen Daniels, you don't have any, you don't have any effect on that. So they had to adjust to a guy that ran 10 4 6 in, in high school in the 100, right? Jason Bean, who is fast. Um, they made that adjustment. PK made his defensive adjustments. Sark made his play calling adjustments at halftime. He said it in this press conference. So you put it all together well coached game, uh, really well played game, except on special teams. So I go, I go solid A. Uh, I almost went A plus because Kansas is a quality opponent. And I think this is one of the three or four best teams they're going to play this season, even with Daniels out. Absolutely dominated them in the run game on offense. Dominated. All right. Uh, That's Jerry Hamilton. I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching this episode of Grading the Horns on Texas Football. We'll be back uh, later tonight, 7 o'clock, with the live stream. Myself, Jerry Hamilton, and Rod Babers. Uh, We'll see you soon, guys. Hook them.